Growth is always expansion. So what that means is adding on, we're adding on, we're adding on to use what Alan talks about so often. I love his phrasing about this, that we're always looking for new possibilities. When we have new possibilities, when we have new ways of doing things and we practice them, we will tend to choose the better options. All I'm asking people to do is to say, use that as a reminder. It's a little peg list thing. I'm gonna use that as a reminder to go seeking an alternate way of thinking. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. Becoming aware of your intrapersonal spare time, not interpersonal, but intrapersonal spare time. Let's see how it makes sense to me today. It's a very short piece. Let's consider a different kind of spare time, time that is ours, like it or not, every moment of our waking lives, the time in which we are thinking, feeling, experiencing what is to be what it is like to be who we are. Even describing that can seem ominous and even for me, a bit frightening. Most of us have not previously considered applying principles of time management to what is going on in our intrapersonal process. Uh, but it is from this automatic process that our experience of life takes shape. And in, the, and in the midst of so much of our life that happens beyond our sphere of influence, things we don't control, how we manage our intrapersonal time is ultimately up to us. You know, that's one thing in the serenity prayer. That's one of the things we, we always have control of. Intrapersonal time management falls uh, in, the, in the serenity prayer short list of things we can change. We can change how we use our time internally. So that, that that's what I had been thinking thinking about when I when I wrote this, and I think I'm talking about the, the discipline that it takes to be to to be in a practice of emotional sobriety. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's not just a daily practice; it's a constant practice. It's like we, you know, and you know, and we're not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be successful at con at constantly always every day paying attention to every little moment but what i have discovered is over time i have been able to uh interrupt my my negative thinking my my self -condem condemning thinking enough to where that's no longer the natural practice that's no i mean it's no longer natural for me to uh, on most days i should say it's no longer natural for me to just beat the crap out of myself and certainly not not natural for me to beat the crap out of myself and just buy it as as the truth because that's what that's what happens when we're unconscious to that stuff we have these horrible negative thoughts about ourselves and um uh, and and you know i have a client who refers to her self-condemnation uh, which i think is a beautiful metaphor for it as the choir you know it's not just one <laughs> not just one guy you know i always say this is you know it's a, you know it's a choir singing you know four-part harmony yeah it's, it's like, got it's, it's got some pipes on it <laughs> that's exactly right and it's like it, i love the 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 image because because that's so it's so powerful and so it can be so over, overwhelming and so have have such uh uh it's cer certainly an attention grabber but the idea you know with practice and practice is not getting rid of the choir or the individual con condemner it's 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 that 
second thought, you know, I always say the, the short version of this work is first thought, second thought, first thoughts, not me. Second thought is me. And second. So, so if a first, first reflex is to think something condemning or negative, my next move is whether is simply to, to decide whether I'm agreeing or disagreeing with it. It's like, and then once there, if I disagree, hopefully, uh, what, you know, what do I think? What do I think instead? And it's like, and it's not, you know, like some people oversimplify some of this stuff in terms of, you know, if you have a condemning thought, what you're supposed to say is, you know, I am a wonderful person, I, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm completely lovable. And, you know, it's like, ah, I don't know if that works or not. You know, it's almost like that almost takes us to the, the parody of Stuart Smalley, Al Franken's character. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough enough and doggone it people like me it's like like <laughs> you know nice enough to say those things but it's like it you know it, it doesn't it doesn't have it doesn't ring true for me but the idea that you know and when you hear this we hear this a lot in our thursday thursday uh support group a lot of times uh is people people using the the term uh, the phrase uh, i'm a work in progress you know, that's, 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 that's the better way, you know, as I think, I think for me anyway, uh, to, to be able to say I'm a work in progress and, and move on from there. And, and, uh, well, the goal is, it sort of is to be attentive and present in every moment and with the recognition yeah. that we're likely not going to get there. Um, Right. Well, you you mentioned you mentioned breath counting meditation in a conversation yes. we had recently. It's like like um, uh, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's the same as that. It's like if we're going to if we're going to sit here and do breath meditation and count to 10, neither of us is going to get to 10. And if one of us says we did, we're lying. It's like, <laughs> well, I'll you know, give you the, the uh, mind will not do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, just yesterday I. I was late in getting uh, to the car to drive my girlfriend to a job. And I was similarly late uh, when she had a freelance job in Los Angeles uh, about a month ago. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was 10 to 15 minutes late. And the the last time that I fucked up and I was late getting us out the door, I managed to hold, I managed to hold back the bang dogs in my brain that wanted me to, to, you know, yeah. well, well, you're you were late X and Y times, so mm -hmm. I should be uh, beyond reproach for, you know, uh, oh, not the, managing the, my time. You're talking about the defenses. You your yes. defenses wanted to come up and explain to her why why you you should be let let off on this one, right? Why why um <laughs> yeah why actually um I didn't I did nothing wrong and uh, mm -hmm. you know <laughs> I shouldn't have to you feel bad about myself. I was for, I'm yeah. simply balancing the scales here, my friend. Yeah. It's like <laughs> so I didn't do that last time. Mm -hmm. I did do it this time, mm -hmm. but it was not that it was not because um, it, I, it it was just so I was just so much more acutely acutely aware of her uh, missteps with time management in the past. It was because I felt worse about myself having done it the second time mm -hmm. now. Um, literally made the same mistake twice. We always try to make different mistakes, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I was making right, the same right. mistake and I just did not want to sit with the, that, uh, guilt and that feeling of, uh, you know, mm -hmm. having, uh, bungled the schedule. And, mm -hmm. um, anyway, I did that. Um, she, uh, reacted to my shenanigans pretty maturely. And then mm -hmm. I, you know, within minutes, I came around to an apology and we, you know, we ended up working it out and we we got into town and did what we needed to do in just in time. I lost the reins for a little bit there. I was not being emotionally yep. sober, but I was able to snap back 
Right. What you're doing, I mean, one of the, and this is one of the things that I find very, very important to help help people see is, you know, you measure you, you know, because we're not going to we're not going to move from from wherever we are to perfection ever. Uh, we're what well, we're we're going to we need to think in terms of we're think if we're thinking about this intrapersonal management and now we're talking about time management initially, but now we're just talking about about just how we manage, a, you know, what does it mean to have an in, uh, have an intrapersonal um emotional sobriety practice it's like well your measure your your there's a measure of recovery there in terms of response time it's like how long did it used to take me to do what you're describing it's like well there were initially i never did it i never got it done at all i just i just kept supporting my defenses and i just kept repeating the same like you said they're repeating the same thing again it's it's like so the idea is is then there there can, there comes a time when you can make that turnaround that you're describing in a week you know and you come back and you say and you have the guts to come back and say you know last week you know when we were doing this and then you have the 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 you know you do it and by the way it's not like it's not like you don't ever you know if you if you get it if you turn it around in in 2 minutes you know it doesn't mean you can't can't take a neck a week the next time either but ultimately what we're saying here is is you're we're when i say measure it it's like it's not really for the measurement sake it's for observation sake it's for for awareness sake it's like i need to see that first of all i'm, I'm hold you're holding yourself accountable to once when you recognize that you that you're making a mistake this this is 10th step stuff in the 12 steps it's like when we're wrong promptly admit it it's like it's like when you realize it you say it you know, first we say it to ourselves, we get some clarity about that. And then you share, you share it with, with, you know, with your girlfriend. It, it's like as mundane as that can be in the course of a day-to-day -day life. That's th those are the building blocks of emotional sobriety it, because it's about responsibility. And that's what you're doing. You're taking responsibility. If there's something that I'm grateful about recovery unequivocally, it puts me in touch with the capacity of people to change. Yes. There's some debate about that. That's always raging, right? Like how much can we adjust the fundamentals? Are we just stuck with this? When you say that, you know, we were comparing me through the, through the my whole process of, of this stuff and you say, okay, well, you know, with, with, with hindsight and with pan kind of a pan back view, uh, leaps and bounds can, can be applicable. I think, however, leaps and bounds did not come about in leaps and bounds. That just makes me remember that old joke from my childhood that says I'm muscle bound bound to get muscles one day this is where i go to bill murray in, in the wonderful movie uh with richard dreyfus uh what about bob you know they the, one of the big jokes in that is is you know ba uh, richard dreyfus has written a book called baby steps you know and, and it's, oh i remember and, that and 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 it's and and so you know the murray as the client of course takes it quite literally and takes baby steps <laughs> but the truth is that you know the baby steps book is perfect it's, it's exactly what we're talking about the way you get to leaps and bounds is baby steps it's like you just you just do it again and again it's repetition over and and over and over and over again it's uh, um i had a i had a friend my friend jules merriman used to do workshops with me for eating disorders used to call she used to say to people you have to be willing to do the boring part of their of, of recovery and out of therapy is like and, and that is the part that where you just you find the things that work better and you do them over and over and over again and this this fits into the whole thing that we talk about we've talked about on the on the on the podcast before is just what we know more about 
about uh, the you know when you talk about ability to change we now we know you know the, about brain brain plasticity we know that the, that neurologically we actually can change so not only can we change it's like we can we by by behave by thinking differently and by behaving differently we actually can change our 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 biology we change our we change our brains now to what degree i mean do we do we can we change it to the point where we're where I'm not the same Tom that has always been here. No, I don't think so. But I don't want that, you know. And and you know, and I, and, I, and and even on a day where you might want that for yourself, I don't want that for you because I like who you are. It's like, but we can change that. We can change ourselves so that our our basic um, our, our our sort of the automatic process. The reason you know the reason we got how we got is basically we got installed with our choir or our individual condemning voice. And how does that work? It how it works through repetition. You know, people sometimes who say that they and I'll, I'll, I'll introduce the idea of affirmation for somebody, and you know that also brings up Stuart Smalley sometimes for some people, and they roll their eyes. I'm going like, no, no, I'm just I'm talking about affirmation in the most practical sense. The word affirm means to make firm it doesn't mean say something positive to yourself you know so what i say to people who say i don't believe in affirmations is or don't I would say mean they, they don't believe it they work is i think think of the most negative thought you have about yourself and how many times you've had it and tell me how well affirmations work you know that's we are the product of our affirmations what we're doing with this process is changing them but not just changing the thought we you and i are talking about changing the behavior it's like and and sometimes and sometimes changing the behavior very often uh i well, i'll i'll I'll, uh, I'll abandon our gender here for a second and just say i know this about men we can let some women tell us about this well let's ask maddie to tell you about how it works for women but but I, changing behavior for men very often starts with being aware of what we used to do and keeping our mouths shut when we, yes. when we ordinarily would say something, it's like, it just, it can be so powerful. Now I'm, I'm sure we don't have a total corner on the market as men, but, but I, it's like, I just know that about myself. I know that about other guys that I mean, it's how often I'm working with men of just saying like, here's what you do. when you think that you don't say it. You know, now it doesn't mean just stop there. It means you're going to go through a process of changing that thinking. But before you do that, you need, you need, there's just some things. And I'm not talking about keeping secrets. I'm not talking about keeping things back. I'm just simply, you know, not, not, you know, not sticking your foot out there to trip somebody when that's what you've been doing over and over and over again. You know, mm -hmm. stop, 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 be, stop being mean. You know, even if, even if you're saying, even if you're saying, oh, well, I didn't know that was mean. Well, what I'll say to the client sometimes is, well, I'm telling you now that it is, it's not nice at least, and it's probably mean. And so now, you know, so stop doing it now again, easier. And then and that's when people say easier said than done. And I say, duh. Yeah. <laughs> everything about this is easier said than done. It's like, anytime we hear ourselves having that come up as an excuse it means we're kind of out of excuses <laughs> you know yeah. well, that's easier said than done it's like okay so well, you got to work at it yeah i mean i'm not saying that it's easy but i think that changing behavior to change thoughts to me there's a simplicity to that that i find appealing uh because mm -hmm. i i uh, my thoughts anyway are just mm -hmm. like this mm -hmm. nest of complication and uh 
you know, I really, mm-hmm. and I think that's like the space that I was in when I was in active addiction was, um, I was, com- I was just completely in my head and I felt, uh, totally mm-hmm. isolated just in my experience of day-to-day life. And, yeah. um, the extent to which I've been able to, um, adopt a series of practices and behaviors and to, to start, I still have, uh, you know, kind of a toxic nest in my head, um, mm-hmm. from time to time. Sure. But, uh, I, uh, one way that I've been able to medicate that is, um, getting a plan together of the day to day, um, and which changes over time. Um, and then, um, by starting with the behavior, then working my way back, I can often kind of do, do some mental cleanup. Um, and, and yes. I, and, and that gives me hope. I mean, I, and that gives me hope for others as well Is that like, you know, you don't need to figure it out, uh, mentally necessarily, right. you know, uh, or, you know, you, you will get there in your own time, but there's, uh, definitely a series of practices that you could do, um, to get the ball rolling, um, that can kind of like assist in that navigation. I'm working with a client right now who, who, uh, is, is a history of OCD, a, a pretty, pretty, uh, classic di- diagnosable OCD where, uh, it's, um, and he tends, he tends to attach, uh, I use a metaphor that my wife gave to me one time for some of my, 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 my I don't know that I don't think I'm uh, diagnosable as OCD, but I can be pretty, I can pretty personality wise, I can be pretty much like that. And she, she would say about some anxiety that I would have, and she said, like, you're like, you have like these tentacles coming out of your brain, they're suction cups on the end of the tentacles, and, and they just need to, they just seem to want to attach to something, you know, and once they're attached to something, they just stay stuck there. And it's like, and this kind of works for, for this fellow that i'm working with and he has a lot of really really fear-based uh, things about that are based on on his own low self-esteem and his own fear of, of of not deserving somebody to be in a relationship with and stuff but it, but it comes out as suspicion about about her behavior and so he becomes this sort of you know um uh, sherlock holmes investigator trying to be sure that she's telling him the the the, the truth and this, this this stuff and you can imagine how tiresome that becomes and he's done a beautiful job of understanding that and seeing that and stopping the behavior so that he's not doing that when he's with his girlfriend um but we're we, one of the things we started talking about very recently was the idea is that's still not sobriety he still has to take it because what's happening is he's you know what if i said i said if you're if being suspicious is analogous to picking up the drink is is what i'm thinking is i said you're you're not drinking around her now that's a good thing but but when she's not around you're you're still drunk because you he's still entertaining those thoughts it's like he's not making the change and what you're talking about is a very important aspect of it and i appreciate the way you said it because it's going to be helpful to me in talking with him is the idea is what you do is you you change those behaviors and then you understand that your job is is just is to is to pay attention to how things are different when the behavior changes. Let me sure I got this right with you. It's like you 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 see that the the things interpersonally are different when you change the behavior. In this case, not saying things you would say or maybe saying something you wouldn't have said in the past. But and and then with that information, you begin the process of questioning and ultimately changing your own thought process. Yes. And it also has to do with the way that you evaluate yourself. Um, if you're, if you're in, if you're centering your identity mm-hmm. entirely around the, your thoughts, 
rather mm-hmm. than your actions in the physical world. I just feel like you can kind of get lost in like, you know, um, you know, you are not your thoughts. You are, you are not the voice in your head. You're the one listening to the voice in your head. You've got to center, at least it's been my project to just try mm-hmm. and center um, my identity more around, well, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought this really fucked up thing or I'm, you know, uh, or I feel very guilty about this thought yes. I had, or, you know, uh, but what if I were to instead put some energy into this, this or that? Um makes me feel better about yeah. myself oh you're okay well actually act, so and let me be sure i get this right and correct me if i'm if i'm not hearing you right it's, it's like so in that way the correction is is both thought and behavior yeah because because you're well because because one of the things is first of all what you're describing is you know the differentiation between yourself and your thoughts which is i am not my thoughts i am in relationship with my thoughts you know it's like that alone is is miraculous to 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 be able to practice to the point of getting that idea that basically my job is sitting here in the in the control control booth of my mind is my job is to pay attention to thoughts that come through and decide what I want to do with them and and just because because the the thoughts since some thoughts tend to come with more they speak they just speak with more authority a lot of times the negative thoughts do this you know it's 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 a it's one of those weird deals uh that seems to be well it seems to mirror the interpersonal world is that 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 basically um assholes tend to be uh will give you their opinions unsolicited assholes will tend to be louder more obnoxious more forceful uh and wise people will tend to to lay back wait till you ask for some some information or some input and and they're not going to try to shove anything down your throat i think our own intrapersonal process is the same way one of the most important things to do at a time like what you're describing to me is is you know what i tell people is since you're not going to get rid of that toxic nest see when you said i think that's an important point i always want our listeners to hear it's like we're not getting rid of anything it's like it's not personal to the toxic nest we don't we're we're always we're always growth is expansion think about how you just think about growth growth is always expansion so so what that means is adding on we're adding on we're adding on to use what alan talks about so often i love his phrasing about this that we're always looking for new possibilities when we have new possibilities, when we have new ways of doing things and we practice them, we will tend to choose the better, the better, the better options. I actually have a name for that too. It's called, I name, I name everything, by the way, in case you haven't noticed is springboard. I call it a springboard technique. So that every, if ever, how would you ask the, ask the, the wonderful uh, question, the magnet question, how would I be different if every time I heard an, a familiar negative thought, I immediately went looking for an alternate positive way of framing that. And the answer, the answer to the question was, you know, is, can be different in, in specific ways, but in general ways, how would I be different? I would be better. Just like we're not talking about our job in, in the people helping business is not just to make people feel better, but to be better. The wise voice is not going to say nice things to us or not that are not true. Are you pretty good with springboard these days? Or is that something you kind of worked into your practice that helps? With- yeah, it's, it's it's kind of automatic, I think, in a lot of ways. But when it's not, it's like you do you, you do it manually. It's like, um, you know, I think I think that. Um, and I think the way that if I were under, I hadn't thought about it until you, uh, you asked that question this way, but I think the way I would measure, way I would say, 
it's pretty automatic is because I tend to, I tend to go to the more positive way or the more productive way. Really it's not so much positive as productive way of thinking about things uh, pretty automatically. And my guess is that if I look at it in the, at the unconscious, I'm probably springboarding more than I'm actually consciously aware of nowadays. But to begin with, you do it consciously, you do it manually. It's like, okay, you're, you know, in journaling, you write down, you write down the, the toxic thought that, that, you know, is, is, is re repetition is a problem. And then, and then on the other column, you write down, you know, what's, what is just, and here's, here's the challenge. Don't, don't make it up. Just listen, just ask yourself, ask that wiser part of yourself, ask, uh, you know, a, a very often around here, we call it the recovery voice, but it could be the wise voice, can we call it anything you want? But what is that? What does the, the wisdom voice say to me? And then just sit quietly and listen. It's like, you may be uncomfortable about writing it down because, you know, you may not, you may be uncomfortable with the thought of it. It's like a lot of times we're uncomfortable, we're uncomfortable when we start having thoughts that are, that are better and that are smarter and that are wiser, but put it down, see what it says. It's like, my guess is most, you know, my, my belief is most people have more access to the wisdom inside themselves than they, than they let themselves admit to themselves. You know, what's crazy is when the wisdom voice is talking to me, and I can literally, I could feel the mechanism of the, 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 the resistance to yes. that voice. And I can literally see it. And it's the, the wisdom voice is literally trying to pour medicine <laughs> uh, up to my lips. But like, you know, and I guess in my case it would be the ego. It would just be it's, whatever the thing is. And, and I, it's just, it's killing me. It's not protecting me, but it is a... Uh, it's a steel wall that it's thrown up. No, is Patrick. This is this, and maybe this. I mean, this this is kind of maybe the culmination of of this conversation. Because how would I be different if I were to simply do what my wisdom voice says every day? No questions asked. Just do what it says. That's it. That brings up so much resistance in me to say it. It's it's like it's improvement, it's progress. Just that I can say it without stuttering when I say it to you right now. But I, I feel it in my chest. It's like and it and it you know and it makes you know and I and I know that ultimately we all means make sense. But at this point, I can honestly say it, it doesn't make sense to me because because I know the answer would be would the answer would be for one thing it would be, it would be I would I would get I would get uh, this thing done, you know. But it's beginning to bring up things to me that are very, very interesting. And I think I'm going to be very productive about what my own expectations, what my own beliefs about myself. It's 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 beyond it's beyond just the old easy part or not easy part, but the simple part where it's just like I just thought I was a piece of shit that didn't deserve anything. I don't believe that anymore. But I'm you know. But there are some things I'm not ready to believe about what I can do. Yeah, what my, what I'm capable of doing, and it's and it's like, and it's coming out through this idea where I am saying, and your your picture of is, is standing there with the medicine ready to get, you know, ready to give the medicine, and it's like, but the thing is, I gave a pill to my 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 cat uh, just before we we came on the air. It's like like um, 
I can stick, you know, I stick my, that cat, that, that pill down that cat's throat. You know, it's like, a, you know, by the way, if anybody needs these advice on how, how to give a cat a pill, you have to put your hand into the stomach of the cat. That's how deep you have to go to do that. It's I've like, never been that, good at that. They, they hate, uh, I mean, yeah, they, they will not. Yeah, do they, that. Will, they, they, they will, they will, they will, they will, they will bite you. But the other thing is if you get your hand far enough back in there, their molars are not going to be able to hurt you because those front teeth are the ones that are going to hurt you. So by the way, there's a little, extra stuff but but we but our wisdom self will not do that to us okay so so the thing is i have to take the pill from the wisdom yeah and put it in my mouth and swallow it myself and i'm working on it but it's it's that that i think if if we do nothing else today in this conversation but just say hey everybody just pay attention to your own resistance to the wisdom voice check check with your wisdom voice every day check with your recovery voice what is it telling you to do what you know just wake up in the morning with a notepad by your bed and say okay give me you know what do you tell give me give me some guidance for the day and write down what that recovery voice my experience with that is the recovery voice is much less verbose than I am. And most people it's like, it's pretty, pretty short, pretty, pretty concise, pretty straight yeah. ahead. You know, here's the, here's the thing to do. And the cool part about that wisdom voice, the other way you can identify it is it won't judge you when you don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is that true for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is all just making me think about how the openness that being genuinely consistently emotionally sober requires is scary uh, because it would mean acceptance and release of just so many things that yes you know this this kind of matrix for living that we've had our whole lives and you know uh in in my case yesterday mundane though it may be um apologizing for being late and accepting my failure Mm -hmm. in that regard Mm -hmm. it's uh it's a challenge to my perfection. It's a challenge to my sense of good guyness and, um, you know, take that and just multiply it. And that's like, that's what the resistance is, I guess. Well, that's it. And it's, and it's, um, and, 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 and as always tell me if yours is different than mine, but, but my, you know, the, the simplicity with which the voice the, that wisdom voice speaks and, and the, and the, and the principles that we, that we need to be practicing. It's like, one of the things about that is, and I was, I was thinking about that experiencing that this morning is just dealing with, you know, something we've in recovery. We, we, you know, we live with all the time is the concept of one day at a time, one day at a time. Sure. It's like, like it's a, it's a, it's a great concept. What is it, you know, live in the moment, you know, go to more Buddhist things of just, do, you know, live in the moment, just be in this moment. It's like, it's, it's taken me this long to get to the place where I realized that's not a concept. That's, that is a, that's only a practice, you know, and the, and the truth is if I'm sitting there eating my breakfast, which is when I had this, this experience this morning, and I realize I'm enjoying eating this bagel, having my coffee and reading a, a little Alan Watts this morning. Being fully present in the moment means you're sitting where you're sitting. I'm sitting where I'm sitting. We're in it. We're in a con. We're each in a conversation with someone we care about and love and that we enjoy talking about. And I think that we you share this experience. I'll speak for myself that that, you know, always a conversation 
that we have, you know, I, I, I benefit from it. I, I always benefit from enjoying it, but I, but I usually benefit from it intellectually as well uh, because I, I, I learned something about myself or, you know, about you or both. Um, and in this moment, that's all there is. You know, you're sitting there. I don't know where your cats are, but my cat's right to my right. It's like, uh, uh, but it's it's like my right as well. Yeah. Okay. They're just off okay. screen. <laughs> off, yeah. Mine, mine's not down here standing next to me. It's like, uh, and so I'm just sitting there quietly for a minute going like, that's it. This is, this is, this is the entire universe. You know, what, what I'll say to a client in a time like this is, isn't isn't it fascinating that neither of us barring barring physical pain okay we'll we'll give that exception barring physical pain and i'm in none right now are you i'm in none okay barring physical pain we have absolutely no problems in the world mm-hmm. anywhere in the universe either one of us now, it takes us that long to go to the past or the future to get them but it's like we don't have any we're fine. I almost never think that, you know, or I almost never uh, recognize that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. very profound. But that's that's. But see, that's that's the center point. You know, I get I kind of get chills even when I say that. I go like that. That's the place we're com- we're coming from in this moment. We are fine. And it's like, you know, and then, I mean, and then the moment I say that, I can hear you know more than choirs. You know, if I listen, if I want to listen to them, there's all kinds of other people who want to talk afterwards. But it's I think part of emotional sobriety is just saying, no, I don't really need to do that. I don't need to open the floodgates. I just want to sit here and be here with my friend Patrick. And in our case, with anyone who's listening in. I think that's a lovely place to leave it. Okay. Tinge your life. Tinge your myth. Cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with Then with glass in hand and children on one knee Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me It ain't a crime to be a human Never be ashamed to be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing Entertain me like nobody else So here's to us My old friends Until it's time to drink the wine And break the bread again With glass in hand and children on one knee Bring some stories Bring your stories Back to me (laughs) 